Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. It's time for Caveman Corner, presented by Midland Engineering Company on Michiana's Sports Leader, 96.1 FM, WSBT. We're talking all things Mishawaka Caveman Athletics. And now, the hosts of Caveman Corner, Sean Styers and Dean Huppert. Coming to you live from Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill on McKinley in Mishawaka. This will be our final Caveman Corner of the season we rolled into mid-november i had to look at my watch to remember what the date is (laughs) mid-november for a second straight year thanks to the mishawaka football team so uh uh, that's where we are right now and mishawaka head coach keith kinder is with us and also joining us in a little bit on the show a mishawaka hall of famer former washington state head football coach bill doba and also mike faulkner who's in charge of facilities at mishawaka so a lot of different stuff, but uh, good to be with you one more time here this season, Dean. And we appreciate WSBT for having us. Uh, you know, these are bonus shows for us. Because That's right. We only schedule towards a sectional, but when, when Coach keeps winning, we keep having shows. <laughs> and uh, we owe the bonus to, to uh, Head Coach Keith Kinder. Thanks for coming in once again. This is probably, what, the third or fourth time this year, right? Yeah, it's, it's always nice to come out here and hang out with you guys. Um, Unfortunately, we couldn't keep it going another week, but uh, happy to be here. That was uh, quite a Valparaiso football team you guys saw Friday night. Is that one of the better – I mean, I imagine it's one of the better teams you've seen in quite a while. Yeah, they, yeah, they were really good and uh, really well coached. And, you know, I thought that – well, you and I talked on Thursday. I thought that we had a chance to compete with them a little bit. But, I, you know, I told you I thought some things had to go our way early. Um, and really nothing went our way uh, in that first quarter. Um, you know, the big fourth and eight conversion that they had on their first possession, you know, we, we ran a hook and lateral that we, you know, just didn't execute. Um, we knew that, you know, we knew that we were going to have to empty the bag against them, uh, and we were going to have to get a couple stops on defense, and unfortunately we just didn't play well enough. And I, you know, a couple of things. Number one, they were incredibly good. Number two, I went back and watched, and, and I don't think we played as well as we were capable of either. But uh, really proud of our kids for the year that they had, battling injuries, um, having to replace a, a really good senior class from 2018. And uh, the, the fact that they got to hoist a sectional championship trophy is something that they're never going to forget and it's something they'll be able to bring their you know kids into the school and, and point at that trophy, you know, 20 years hopefully and and be proud of that moment did it you know when we talked and you could we could see it you talked about both how big Valpo was you were talking about the the size of New Prairie and then the speed of, of Elkhart Central did their speed maybe catch your guys even a little bit off guard I mean they were just yeah. so fast getting to the edge over there yeah they were way faster in person than they were on tape sometimes you know you can watch a ton of film and 
and film just doesn't do it justice all the time, and film doesn't do Valpo justice. you got to see them in person. They, they are fast. You know, we had numbers on the perimeter, and we got the ball to the perimeter, and we would get four yards because <laughs> of how fast they were playing. And, and they're just really athletic, and um, they were big. They were physical. Uh, it, it, you know, I, I told the media people after the game, it, it's the it's the most complete team that we've played since I've been coaching at Mishawaka. Um, you know, Indianapolis Cathedral in the state championship game in 2012 was really good and really right. athletic and really fast. But this Valpo team, um, we've never had someone shut us down offensively quite like Valpo did on yeah. Friday night, and that's a testament to them. Yeah, Coach looked out at me uh, after the game, and he poked his head out of the locker room. He said, they're really good, aren't they? <laughs> and, and and that's about all you could say. Sometimes you run into a team who is really good. But I noticed the same thing. We're a team who gets out quick, and, and we play fast. And it just didn't seem like we could get that step. That hole was closing, that outside uh, run that normally is there. Okay, it doesn't work inside, so they're taking that away. It, it was just one of those teams. But after the game, to see the appreciation of our seniors and our coaching staff, it's an amazing tradition that you guys have that you just get together and, and the players and coaches say thank you. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's something that's really cool. And was there a message that you gave the team before before the, the guys went out and and gave hugs and said thank you and, and took their pictures there for a little while. Well, um, it's something that, that I thought was really important to, to, to do last year, um, having played for Coach Sharp. This, this is something that Coach Sharp did okay. at Jimtown where you had to line up and, and say goodbye to the seniors and thank them for their leadership and everything they'd done for the program. So when we went back into the locker room, it was really just uh, an opportunity for me to – to say thank you to the seniors, to explain what was going to happen to the, the okay, sophomores sure. and the freshmen that hadn't been in into the locker room before, and to really just take a moment because I, I think that football is such a special game, and, and you build so many great relationships, and it's important to note that that's the last time that that exact group of people will ever be together again. And, and you have that message, and you say, that's why it's so important to, to not take the opportunities that you have for granted because just like that it's over yeah. like today we're packing up our gear and, and I'll never see that group together again and and so I think it's important to celebrate the people that have you know put the four years of blood sweat and tears into the program and and so uh I had a couple parents tell me after the fact that some Valpo people walked by afterwards and were like what in the world are they doing right now? <laughs> and and when, once it was explained to them, they're like, well, that's a really cool thing. I, I think, you know, uh, in my two years, uh, both of our last games of the year have been at home. But if we lose on the road next year on our last game, we're going to wait till we get back to Steel Stadium. We're going to turn the lights on. We're going to stand in that end zone. We're going to say goodbye to the seniors because uh, I, I feel like that's the least we can do for those guys. Well, and it's also, I mean, speaks to where you guys have been the last couple of years that you were able to play such big games at home the last two years, a, a semi-state and obviously a regional championship game this year. Yeah, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, last year's semi-state game was a little bit different than this one. <laughs> it, you know, you could you could look back at last year's game and say, man, if, if a couple the ball, points. yeah, a couple yeah. things here or there, you know, if we don't turn the ball over late in the fourth uh, fourth quarter, uh, we got thoroughly 
whipped. And I think the thing I, w- I woke up Saturday morning, I told my wife, was like, we got a lot of ground to cover. There's a big gap between us and, and the top in 5A. And, and my motivation now is to close that gap as fast as possible. So when you look at what this team was able to do, do you feel like you overachieved, underachieved, or did you kind of, you know, about right? I mean, obviously, yeah. when, you, when, when you lose yeah. by a lopsided, I don't think anyone's going to yeah. say that, you know. I think that that's a hard exactly question. Right, I just looked but. at Coach Doe, but it's a hard <laughs> question to ask a coach. I think, I think we got beat by two teams that we should have beaten. So I, I think, in my mind, underachieved. Okay. Because in my mind, we should have been 10 and 2 or better. Kids overachieved. All right. I, I'm talking about <laughs> coaching staff. I, okay. I, I feel like I got to be better. I, I'm so proud of our kids. Um, and, and they battled injuries um, early on. Um, we lost a ton out of last year's team. We played in an incredibly tough conference, we played in an incredibly tough sectional. So kids did not underachieve. I feel like I underachieved, and that's just that's just the way I am. Sure, uh, I, I'm going to look back at the games that that I feel like we should have won, and say we gave away two um, winnable games. Um, we weren't beating Valpo last Friday. I'm not going to. I'm not confused by that in the, in the <laughs> least. But uh, like I said, we'd I, only got that yeah. first first down sooner. Well, you know. <laughs> You could obviously say, some, you know, the fourth and two, you know, if, if we were going for it, yeah. whether they jump or not. If, if if they don't jump, we're going for it. And if we convert that, then maybe we get the ball rolling a little bit. We'd probably keep it closer, but we weren't beating them. They were they were that much better than us on Friday. But uh, like I said, what I, what I told my wife Saturday morning when I woke up was there's a big gap between us and the best, and I'm motivated to close that gap. Right. And I try to look at it from an objective standpoint that, you know what, we moved up to 5A because of yeah. the success factor, and we moved up in a year that maybe wasn't our deepest, strongest year. And Valpo comes down to 5A from 6 I mean, they're playing Carmel last year. And, and so you try to look at that, but it is what it is. We're a 5A team. They're a 5A team, and, and coach isn't going to make any excuses about that. And so when you look at those things, but, gosh, you look at some of the losses. East Noble's still playing. New Prairie was in a sectional championship and won that and moved on to the regional. I mean, Penn has a program year after year. So the teams that we competed with and played against, I think it's only going to make us better. And, and like you said, now we've got film. Okay, they exposed a few things, but you've got some things to work on. But uh, the pride that you have and the family atmosphere that you've created, uh, just we have to commend you for that because, like you said, when you go out there with the kids for the last time, it means something. And it's not just because they played football. It's because they played football at Mishawaka. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a special place. It's a great place to be. Uh, we have great kids, hardworking kids. Um, you could see on the field on Friday that we were not the more physically gifted team. But I don't know if it was you and I, Sean, that talked about it. But, you know, of our 12 games this year, probably eight of them were not the more physically gifted team yeah. in those games. It, it, it's about hard work and a, a great attitude. And we've got tough-nosed kids. I mean, we got kids that are football players. Sean, I gotta, I gotta tell you. After the game, I'm cleaning up and I'm doing things, and Ethan Sargent's out there and just sitting there by the goalpost. And I thought, wow, what a, what a testament of how much he loves this game. 
And so I'm cleaning up a little bit more. I'm going around the track. And then Ethan Fowler, and, and I notice uh, he and his buddy, Donovan Snyder, are just standing at midfield, and they're talking. I can't hear what they're saying, but I can imagine what they're saying. They're, you know, they're, they're buddies. They're just talking right. football. And so I go back in, and I'm doing a few more things. Valparaiso had to have been home by the time <laughs> these guys left the field, and I'm not kidding. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going, okay, there's still a couple coaches here. These guys are standing in the uniform at midfield just still talking, and they had no conscience of what time it was, how much time they had been out there, but they did not want to leave the field, and it was time to turn out the lights. Press box lights went out, coaches coming out, and it's like, okay, it's time, and, and the lights finally went out, and they were still out there a little bit, and they came in, and I know you talked to them, but that's how much it meant to those kids that they didn't want to leave the football field, and it, it's just so cool to see that passion and that love and that drive and, and they didn't want to take the uniform off. Yeah, you know, there's something to that because I think once the uniform comes off, you become ordinary. You know what I mean? Like the, there's not very many things you can do in your lifetime where thousands of people are going to cheer yeah. for you. And and I think the, the finality of that, I mean, we went grocery, I went grocery shopping yesterday and I told my wife, like, I feel like a normal person and I hate it. Like, because there's, there's nothing for me. There's, there's to nothing do to prepare now. for like, tomorrow. I, yeah. I'm grocery shopping like, <laughs> like that guy. You know what I mean? Like, right. it just didn't seem right to me. And I think that that was kind of the thing with, with Donnie and Ethan and, and those seniors that you realize that, that once your last game is over, it's like, nobody's going to come clap for me while I'm an accountant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, no one's going to cheer for me when I, when I show up to do my sales job. Like, right. there's something incredibly special about being an athlete, and then all of a sudden it's over. And then now you just got to become normal again. It, 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 there really is a, a tough finality to it, and it takes you a little time to get over it. No, I mean, just – you know, those two staying out there together and listening to you talk about I mean, when you think about, especially, you know, kids who have been playing since middle school or, you know, even since their freshman year, it's the routine of, okay, you start your, your summer workouts in June and then you're pretty much together all through the summer, right through the season, and then a lot of them play other sports together, and some of them will still get that. But, I mean, as you said, that group that's been together essentially – since the beginning of summer and basically have been together all the time and all you guys as a staff with them as well, they're not going to be together again. No, anymore. they're not. And, you know, I can remember uh, my high school head coach again, Bill Sharp, telling, telling me one time, the reason I do this is because I don't ever have to be done. You know what I mean? Like, and, and there's something to that. Like, I have already, you know, we, we collected gear today. I, I said another goodbye to the seniors. I told them that they were no longer going to be lifting weights with the football team, and they're like, "Really?" And it's like, "Yeah, if if, if you wanna, if you don't want to be done with it, then you better get into coaching because <laughs> I've still got something now that I can start working towards for next year. For these guys, there's there's that finality that's hard to get over. Finality for coach, and he'll never talk about this, but he was 25 and 0 as a quarterback, and so <laughs> his finality was always riding back from Indy and had a smile on your face. But the thing about whether it's Jimtown, whether it's Mishawaka, we don't forget 
And so the kids may not put on the uniform, but we'll remember those kids. You're always going to remember how they just gave everything, heart and soul, for the program. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, you know, we talked early uh, in June about leaving a legacy of greatness for this senior class because, you know, every every season is built upon the seniors. And so when you're a contributing junior, there's there could be a tendency to get tired of hearing about this senior class this, senior class that. Well, they were a part of leading us to a semi-state, but it wasn't their team. It was their team this year. And the fact that they got to hold a trophy at Elkhart uh, is something that they'll never forget, something that I'll never forget. You know, we're pretty fortunate to to have played in a regional championship game two straight years. Um, neither – you know, neither season ended quite like you wanted it to, uh, because the ultimate goal is is to win your last game. But uh, what what they've done for this program, I mean, uh, I, Dean McCool texted me this uh, last night. In the last in the last ten years, Mishawaka is in the top ten for sectional championships won in Indiana. Really? Yeah. So uh, for the last decade, uh, Mishawaka football has done some pretty special things. Not bad. I'm going to ask you about – you've talked a lot about a lot of seniors. I'm going to ask you about a sophomore mm-hmm. that came up at the end of the broadcast the other night. I don't know if you heard about this uh, or Bacola. not. Yes. I did hear about it. It was. I watched it. It was really, really funny. So – so this kid during the season on the roster, it just said Max McCola, and I mean he he made a handful of appearances, yeah. you know, because you had a lot of uh, running yeah. clocks and stuff like that. Then all of a sudden the sectional roster comes out, and it says <laughs> McCola von Furstenrecht. Well, here's what and I, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> here's two what, weeks ago yeah. or three weeks ago when it got in against Memorial. Well, here's what happens. <laughs> when, so on the on the normal season roster, you just put what the kid goes by so you know we've got an ace troyer well ace isn't his real name uh-huh. his real name's david but when you turn in the sectional roster it's got to be it's got to be birth legal name. birth name yeah with date of birth and all this good stuff and so i gotta you guys were talking about was he a was he a foreign, foreign exchange, exchange student, student. <laughs> his his name was longer than his playing time it, it got really really funny and, and he got a really good kick out of it, and so did his parents. And then Coach Hemmer, that's who what, was listening to I got it. a text from Coach Hemmer in the middle, and he said, no, he's not, he's not a foreign exchange student. That is his real name. And then he texted me the next morning, too, because I guess he said that, that they put the video up on Facebook or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they had a lot of fun so. with it. But you need to remember his name. <laughs> okay. Because he is going to be pretty good by the time it's all said and done. Um, he, you know, because Justin was our starting quarterback as a sophomore, well, we didn't have a JV quarterback because Justin played all the freshman snaps. Um, and so we kind of got into a, a position where we didn't have a, a, a JV quarterback and we had to make one. And we made Max one because he's a really good athlete and a really good kid. And we told him, hey, the likelihood of you ever playing a varsity snap at quarterback is very little. But doing this is going to make you so much better as a football player. Right. And, and he took the opportunity. Um, he won the scout team player of the week like five times this year. Great. Um, and so he's going to have a really good career before it's all said and done. So As long as we can just, just call just him call McCullough. Him, yeah, just call him <laughs> McCullough. I'm, sa- I'm sitting here doing the math, and you weren't 25 and 0. What were you, 30 and 0? It was 30, but I didn't That's correct you. He didn't I correct didn't correct you. I was like, 25 does not sound right, right, but he never said anything. We better wrap things up because we got two more guests to get in, and we are uh, obviously we're on early, and we're also abbreviated tonight because we got to be done 
for Notre Dame basketball here in uh, just a little bit. Keith Kinder, congratulations on another great season, and congratulations, and uh, we'll be seeing you around soon. Thanks again. I just want to say thank you to you for all that you do for Mishawaka Sports. It's really incredible. No problem. We uh, we have a really good time doing it. So right. any time we can get seven-syllable last names, we have even more fun. <laughs> all right, let's take a timeout. When we come back, Bill Doba and Mike Faulkner join us on Caveman Corner for Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill. Caveman Corner continues on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader, live from Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill with Mishawaka Athletic Director Dean Hubbard, Sean Styers, Notre Dame men's basketball about 11 minutes away here on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. We are joined right now by Mike Faulkner, the uh, operations man at Mishawaka High School and also Hall of Fame, Mishawaka Hall of Fame coach Bill Doba, who also coached for Washington State. Thanks for being patient. You've been here for a while. <laughs> Well, I was always told it's never to be wrong to be early, but it is to be late, so I made sure <laughs> I got here on time. That's exactly right. Coach, just talk about your, your pride in Mishawaka, and I know you led us to a state runner-up finish and, and, and so many friends and so many memories, and then you took that on to the college level. Well, it was uh, – I, I, I recruited in college all over the country. Yeah. And I was in many, many high schools all over Texas, everywhere else. This place is very, very unique. When we were there for the Washington game, they had they made an announcement if uh, you must be in your seat a half hour before kickoff because after that we're going to sell standing room only. And that was South Bend Washington game. Yes, yeah, yeah. and yeah, not the Indianapolis. Yeah. No, but uh, the boat, the thing was packed. The people were surrounding, and uh, I was a little disappointed in Penn's crowd. At the, I got to go to the Penn game, and uh, but the caveman kicked their butts on the, on the grandstand anyway. <laughs> you just had a chance to talk with uh, Coach Kinder. Yes, I did. Very impressive young man. I just think, and we were talking about what we did. At, at, it started at Goshen. We did it here at Mishawaka. We had the last practice tackle and the last practice block. We put in full gear the night before the game. But it started on a Monday. We had the seniors come in and pick out who they wanted to move their last tackle and last block on. And then we call in the other kids that were selected and said, you know, you are going to be the selected for his life. He'll remember this for the rest of his life. We want that last tackle to be a good one. We want you to come in hard, but we don't want you to drop your shoulder and knock him back. When their last block be a little high. And you'd get through all that, and then we'd have our seniors go down and around the goalpost, and, and the underclassmen formed two lines. And the seniors shook hands with each and every classman, yeah. and then they went in and did their shower together. And then we announced the 2020 offense, and we set out the underclass offense and underclass defense. And then uh, they ran some plays, gave those guys a chance to shower and get out of there. They put away the sleds and all yeah. that. But it, 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 it makes them aware before the game that it's going to be the last game. And we wanted to get that done. We, we, we had the exact same situation he did. We won our last game at, at Goshen, and our kids are still in the locker room half hour, 45 minutes afterwards. Yeah. Damn, I can't believe it's over and all that, you know. <laughs> but we wanted to let them know it's going to be over. And the speeches, I remember the kid named Clayson got up the first time we did it, and the underclassmen are kind of giddy about it. And he got up and he said, I want to talk to those sophomores. When I was a sophomore, and he's just started ball. <laughs> and they, they realized that this is big stuff, boy. These guys got up. Great, great speeches there. Uh, Case got up and said, 
I, I sat here before and listened to guys say they wish they would have worked harder and, and this and that. And he said, I want to tell you, I worked as hard as I could every second I'm in the weight room, every world. I have no regrets. Yeah. And turned around, walked off. And <laughs> Mike, we got about three and a half minutes here, so I want to be sure and, and uh, ask you, your, your son Alex, we were just talking before we went on the air. He's at uh, West Point right now. We did uh, prep school. He played, of course, for Mishawaka two years ago on the offensive line. So he's uh, technically a freshman. Now, after kind of having a quote-unquote military redshirt year, so how's he doing up he, there at West Point? He's actually doing great. Thanks for asking. You know, he's uh, he's paying his dues right now. He's, I bet uh, <laughs> he's considered a plebe in medical terms, and uh, he's uh, or military terms, I should say. But uh, yeah, he's biding his time, and and uh, he's got uh, some seniors ahead of him, and uh, he's learning the ropes, and and he's doing well, both uh, military, uh, athletically, and academically. Well. You've, Go ahead, helped, you've helped our venues quite a bit with the with the video scoreboard and, and so many things. What are some of the exciting things coming up that we have in Mishawaka? You know, it's uh, it's a great time to be part of Mishawaka schools. We've uh, the athletics is running on all all cylinders. I think that's what makes Mishawaka another reason why Mishawaka is so special. We all work together. We're striving for the the main goal of uh, for the kids and what we can provide for them. Uh, the best things that we can. You know, we did redid the cave floor uh, last year, and uh, you know, put up the big jumbotron. Redid the track. Get ready to do some things uh, at the middle school as well. Uh, we're gonna replace the track there in the springtime. We just put in a brand new weight room. Thanks to some sponsorship money. And I keep hearing these rumors that more big things could be happening at the football stadium. Any 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 truth to any of that? Since I'm sitting with. The two guys who would know. We're planning on having more championships and building bigger <laughs> oh, okay. trophy cases. All right. That's exactly right. I can live with that. <laughs> Coach Dove, I know it was exciting for you to come back and play at Notre Dame, and, and what right. a game that was. But was it neat to be in northern Indiana coming in as a visitor? It, it, it was neat. It was The people here were fantastic. Yeah, the administration at Notre Dame at that time, we couldn't, <laughs> you know, we have a walkthrough on the night before, or the day before. No, 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 you can't do that. You couldn't scrimmage with them back then either, no, huh? No, you couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that. And uh, it, it was difficult, but uh, they beat us, and there's no way of fans and butts. And the difficult thing, when you, if you're a betting man and a team has come from the West Coast to the East Coast, there's a 85% chance that they're going to lose, okay? Because we're putting our kids to bed at 11 o'clock here. That's 8 o'clock my time. Yeah. We're getting them up at if we're getting them up so at five o'clock. That's a real thing. Yeah, and it, it's it, the clock isn't working. Go ahead. Yeah, just the memory uh, that maybe stands out for you at Mishawaka. The one, the one thing that you, when you look back, you just smile at. Well, I, I think the the kids and the family and the people. And in our first year there, we beat Mishawa, we beat Laporte. We were ranked third in it. And coming off the people were trying to hand me a bottle of wine. They were trying to get the kids, <laughs> <laughs> get the kids' uh, wristbands and all that stuff. Yeah. Just the importance of of that sport at that time. And we didn't have parking lots. Yeah. And that still filled that dang stadium. So yeah. it's a great place, a great place to live. Gentlemen, we appreciate you coming out tonight. I apologize that uh, we ended up being so rushed, but we're about a seconds away from Notre Dame basketball Thank coming up. Thank you very up. much Dean, for coming, guys. Bean, it's been great yeah. being out here with you once again. I will see you this winter, of course, you, at a son. basketball court near us. Bill Doba, Mike Faulkner, thanks, thanks so much. Keith thanks, Kinder man. as well. This has been Caveman Corner on WSBT. All right. Thanks. 
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 